This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. Let's talk to Oanda Senior Market Analyst Ed Moyer in New York. Good evening from London. Hi, Johnny. How are you today? I'm very well, and we've had the latest consumer prices numbers from the United States, and prices have grown by less than expected in the year to March at 5%. So that is a significant drop since February. It looks like the dollar has reacted badly to this and has fallen today against the pound in response to those surprisingly good figures. Yes, I think when you take a look at how the market was positioned uh, before this, um, there was uh, strong expectations that you were going to you know, see some moderation in, in, in pricing pressures. But I think there was a lot of traders that were you know, nervous that we were going to get uh, a rather hot inflation report. Um, there was a lot of people preparing for um, you know, just some sticky pricing pressures and um, just uh, you know, preparing a playbook where you were going to see uh, risk aversion run wild. And, um, you know, we, we did see some significant declines. Um, I think, you know, for a lot of people that were surprised, uh, egg prices tumbled the most since 1987. Uh, obviously, energy prices fell, but next month that's going to go back up. Food prices were flat. I think housing costs, this is one of the, you know, the main parts of this report that people are focused on. This is the biggest contributor to these price increases. They're starting to come down um, and they're going to continue to come down. And I think, you know, initially we saw a bigger reaction. We saw yields really sell off significantly. Um, and and, and it, it seemed uh, for about five minutes, there was this belief that the markets were getting excited that, wow, maybe that the Fed could start to uh, contemplate. Maybe we don't need to deliver that quarter point hike at the May meeting. Uh, but I think as, as traders really digested the, the full report, um, it became clear. Um, Supercore is still almost three times above the Fed's target. The Fed's gonna go forward with this rate hike. Um, and and we're, we're probably um, still gonna see that, uh, you know, this might be it for the Fed, that, that may, may quarter point hike. Um, you know, the market is still um, pricing in rate cuts, uh, about 50 basis points in rate cuts uh, by the end of the year. So it's fascinating that we're, you know, we're, it's like a little roller coaster ride. We're going up and then we're going to go down. Um, and and uh, right now there's, there's expectations that, um, you know, we're going to get more, more pricing relief uh, in the coming months. I think, uh, there was some positive signs um, with uh, used car sales. Um, those, and this is this is what's complicating though. I'm uh, compli- You know, when you when you take a look at earnings, yesterday we had CarMax. You know, they had rather strong results. And uh, when you consider, you know, used car sales, it seemed like those did better than new ones. But when you look at this inflation report, uh, used car sales. Um, um, that one was down, whereas new vehicles were up. So um, I, I think overall, you know, our disinflation trends back. Um, it, it seems so. It seems so. And, and I think will will this do enough to provide optimism that the Fed's going to be done with rate hikes after May? I think so. And I think mainly not because of the anticipated relief we'll get with um, as shelter prices in the coming months, 
I, I think a lot of it has to, to deal with uh, the banking turmoil. And I think we have to acknowledge some of the Fed comments that we got uh, yesterday. And, and, and I think that, um, uh, you know, the, the Chicago Fed's Austin Goolsby's uh, comments about, um, you know, prudence. And uh, I think, you know, the, 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 the Fed is, is, is really trying to get a sense of, you know, what is going to be the overall impact from this banking turmoil? And that's going to take months to find out. Uh, Goolsby noted that prudence and patience is needed to assess the bank stress. And he and highlighted that, you know, this stress could really, you know, have the impact about 25 to 75 basis points in tightening. So I think the market's right in, in anticipating that, you know, the Fed's going to be done after the May meeting. And, uh, you know, if that's the case, then that's probably why we're seeing stocks, you know, they're still above, the S&P 500 is still above 4,000. That is such a key level. We're at 4,150 right now. And it seems that we're heading into earnings season. I think there's still a lot of, you know, jitters that, there's there's going to be a I think tech is not going to have good earnings I think the you know everyone's focused on you know how bad are the the smaller banks going to do and 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 you know the American consumer are they tapped out how bad is delinquencies credit card delinquencies how bad is spending going to the outlook for spending going to be over the next couple of quarters and, and you know it, it seems we're we're gliding towards a recession but um you know we'll, we'll wait to see um, if uh, enough bad news has been priced in. And uh, I think that's kind of the pulse of the market right now. And we haven't spoken since the start of Easter. And of course, uh, while we were on our little holiday on Friday, you had the latest non-farm payroll figures, which were pretty healthy. It seems like forever uh, that <laughs> that that report. And, and, and I think, you know, what's important to, you know, the, the key takeaway um from uh, that that jobs report is that you know the, the economy is still you know showing some job strength and I think you know we're, we we should still anticipate that job growth is going to remain in place for a couple of more a few more maybe a couple more months um, but I I think it's it's pretty clear that uh, the, the the service sector is is showing more signs of weakness and 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 I think that you're you you know you're probably going to see that. Um, in the U.S., it, the, the 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 jolts data, the jobless claims, you know, everything is is now showing weakness. You know, the the, the non-farm payroll report, it was, you know, it it kind of uh, bucked the trend. But I, I I think you know we're you know we're we're definitely going to see all these corporate layoff announcements catch up in the data, and I think there's probably you know a good reason to anticipate that. Um, you know the you know the unemployment rate um, in the U.S. is going to be heading higher, and and, and I think for a lot of traders, um, you know this is a you know an economy that um, it it's you know it, it's it's shown so much resilience, um, but I mean we're 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 finally starting to see um, you know it is softening just a little bit, um, but I, I think overall um, you know once we're you know, clearly, you know, recession bound, uh, you'll, you'll start to see that unemployment rate, um, you know, significantly head higher. And, uh, and that's what's needed to, to get inflation closer to target. So unless we, we start to see the unemployment rate, you know, rise a half a, you know, a percentage point, um, 
you know, the Fed's the Fed's work um, to getting inflation back to targets, you know, nowhere near being done. So I think that's that's kind of why we, we need to keep our eyes on that that labor market. And uh, but for now, I you know, you could make the argument that, you know, the labor market still remains a little bit too tight. You say that the Fed will probably go for another 25 basis points in May. But today we've seen the Bank of Canada keep interest rates unchanged. Again, that has boosted investor sentiment. Will this decision from the BOC have any effect on the Federal Reserve? I don't think so. I mean, I think that the Bank of Canada, they're, they're holding rates. Um, they, they, they still see a, a soft landing as a potential uh, scenario here. I think there's uh, um, a little bit more optimism for their 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 outlook. Uh, they have a sturdy growth forecast. Um, but you know they're you know they're, they're you know they're you know signaling that they could hike again if needed. Um, you know obviously uh, you know they they you know they have a similar inflation story as you know much of the advanced world. And I, I think there's there's probably um, you know one of the, the key things from this policy meeting is that they're trying to uh, temper market expectations uh, that you know. You know, we're starting to see that those rate cuts get priced in, and I think that um, you know that's something that is is uh, um, I think getting curbed a little bit. So so I, I think overall, you know, Canada's economy is is looking um, like it's in a very good position right now, and uh, um, I think you know the the action you know taken by the the BOC um, it it seemed it seemed warranted, and I, I think that. Overall, that the the market is is probably um, in agreement. When you, when you take a look at how the um, um, expectations are for you know the, the Bank of Canada going forward, you know it's a it's a non-event over the next three meetings. There's really no no um, major you know policy moves expected. I mean, there's there's uh, um, they are ex- widely expected to hold rates throughout the rest of the summer into into the fall. So you know, it, you know, they're on cruise control. They're waiting to see what happens with the economy. Um, but right now, I mean, they have a hot labor market. I mean, they've had I think seven strong uh, months um, with 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 uh, those readings, and and I think you're probably going to see that um, they're you know they've taken policy to a restrictive enough territory. They're waiting for disinflation trends to to do their to do their thing and i, I think that, you know they're they're one of the more lucky central banks i think they have a a strong handle of the situation so we'll see if they're able to uh, kind of coast their their you know their policy throughout these next few meetings let's end this podcast with the latest cryptocurrency news and well we've got an upgrade for ethereum in Shanghai and uh, Bitcoin hovering around the 30k mark. It's amazing. Uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, for a lot of traders, you know, they're, they're taking a look at uh, how, you know, you know, the, the first quarter finished uh, and you're looking at Bitcoin and it's up uh, 80% year to date. <laughs> um, and um, it, this has been a rather impressive uh, start for for Bitcoin. I think there has been um, uh, just uh, um, you know banking turmoil. There's been um, expectations that uh, uh, the Fed's nearing the end of uh, their tightening cycle. Um, there's a lot of contributing factors to this. Um, you know there there was you know obviously 
regulatory fears. There was uh, um, pressures on stable coins, which might have seen some money leave specific stable coins and just go into Bitcoin, which not necessarily is positive for global crypto growth, but nonetheless, it, it did provide some support for Bitcoin. Um, I, I think overall, though, um, you know, this is a market that, um, you know, you've seen some improvement globally. Um, Hong Kong, um, it seems that there's, uh, there's, there's, I think abroad, there's been more positive steps taken for embracing crypto. Um, I think um, you're, you're seeing regulation become a little bit more welcoming. Um, so I think we're most of the time on, on these podcasts, we were fixated on the SEC and guidelines and, um, you know, you know, fears of, um, you know, how hard is the U.S. government going to come down, and and you know what what uh, what, what are going to be some of these rulings that are going to come down on whether it's a security or not, and and uh, uh, on some of the you know the, I think a lot of people are you know trying to get a sense of you know the you know the pressures on some of the key exchanges. Binance has a bullseye on its back, and and we're we're trying to see you know when are we going to finally get to move beyond these uh, these big risks, and um, you know the, the the you know these stories are going to take months to um, get resolved. But it, it it seems there's there's a there's movement. There's there's positive developments growing for the use case argument, um, um, specifically for Ethereum though. Um, this is a big moment. Uh, the Ethereum uh, Shanghai upgrade is finally here. Um, this is a, um, a big upgrade that um, it was initially thought it was going to take a few months, end up taking a few years to get done. Um, this is the, uh, um, the, the the complete name is the Chappella upgrade. It's the Ethereum Shanghai upgrade along with the Ethereum Capella upgrade, which um, it'll allow um, for withdrawals and for um, these uh, Ethereum stakeholders uh, to, to exit the chain and stop being validators. Uh, but what it does is it, it will allow these people to um, sell their staked Ethereum. So it, um, there's this you know big um, moment where um, if they want to, they can uh, sell their Ethereum finally. So um, it could trigger a sell the news event. Um, there have, there was a way where people could have sold uh, a staked Ethereum already in advance. So it's not necessarily going to trigger a, a clear uh, sell the news type event. But I think there's optimism here that you're you're going to see, um, you know. Uh, this long term be very positive for Ethereum. This will help it with its um, use case um, argument, and uh, I think for Ethereum, uh, you know, it was uh, for for much of the day it was negative. Now it's positive. Um, there are parties happening. There are uh, a lot of uh, um, or watch parties that are going to happen when this happens later tonight or late morning over in London. Um, and I think this is uh, this is for for a lot of um, people um, an exciting moment because this will um, show progress in um, you know the Ethereum network and uh, I, I think you know for um, you know the importance of crypto self you know custody this you know and the, anytime there's you know positive developments um, I think people people you know 
you know, should take, you know, small victory laps and um, hopefully uh, everything goes smoothly. But um, I, I think there's optimism here that um, um, this, this should make Ethereum more competitive. Um, and uh, I think overall, it's a big win for crypto. So um, for long term. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, when you take a look at how risky assets are performing, um, you know, you know, Ethereum is, is definitely, um, you know, in, in the, you know, towards the latter part of today's training session, it is, um, you know, fair, faring pretty well compared to a lot of the other risky assets. Well, very interesting. Ed, thank you very much for joining us this evening. We shall speak to you again on Friday. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.